the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, 3 o'clock hour, several weeks ago, we told you that today we would have a a give and take about the term limits proposal that's going to be on the November 6th ballot. It is issue 3. It's to make term limits, uh, well, we'll get into it in just a moment, exactly what does issue 3 say. And uh, in the studio right now, Tim Jacob is here. He is on the pro side of issue three. And uh, State Senator Alan Clark is here to uh, take on the con, take on the uh, we're against uh, issue three. And uh, I flipped a coin and uh, Alan Clark won the toss and deferred (laughs) and is protecting the goal uh, to the left side of your radio. (laughs) On the right side of the radio is Tim. He's going to be the first. Uh, we're going to give him time to talk about this issue first, a little bit from both of their perspectives, and then they can start questioning each other. And uh, then I'll let you know when we'll let a few listeners get in as well. A two three zero nine six five is the local uh, number. With that, let's turn it over to you, Tim. And uh, you have been uh, the lightning rod, so to speak, for issue three. You've been out there really drumming the drum for this why is it so important to you well not as much as i used to be but uh, but i have volunteered to come back uh, and the reason i'm here is because i think term limits are reasonable i think they're healthy i think they're good for representative government they're not a panacea but they're a vital first step to have our government be more representative uh the people of this state have passed term limits in two landslide elections in 1992 and 2004 and i don't know if i would have been involved in this issue again but i couldn't sit by and see the voters of this state steamrolled like they were in 2014 with an unethical ethics amendment that was purposely deceptive it was designed to fool voters and i just couldn't sit by and see that happening so i've tried to let people know what happened in 2014 and right now we uh we are trying to get on the ballot we've been on the ballot but we've been sued by the biggest lobbyist in the state And I believe that the voters deserve a right to vote on term limits. They've already said yes twice to term limits. And I think term limits needs to be designed by voters, not by the legislature. And what happened in 2014, I mean, good people can disagree about term limits, and I'm sure Alan and I do disagree about that. But everybody can agree that voters deserve an honest ballot title, and voters deserve a right to vote on an honest ballot title. That's the least we can do for the voters of our state. All right. State Senator Alan Clark. Well, they do agree they do deserve to vote on an honest ballot title. Uh, I voted against, or I should say I didn't vote, to put the uh, uh, ethics amendment on the ballot, was going to vote against it, and I realized those of us who uh, who did vote against it uh, would have postcards out immediately uh, in our next election that said that uh, we voted against the ethics amendment, uh, campaigned against it. Uh, I, am, I have not went back to look at the uh, uh, 
numbers, but I my memory is that Garland County, my home county, is the only county that did not uh, pass the ethics amendment, uh, and not because I didn't support what was in it, because I did. I agree with Tim. I, I didn't like the way it was done. Uh, and one of the things that we do agree on is that we both support term limits. I don't support extreme short-term limits. I, I worked on term limits back in the 90s. It didn't take long for me to figure out once I was in the legislature uh, that the House was especially, the Senate not as much, the House was especially hurt by short-term limits. The Senate not as much because most Senate members, unlike myself, start in the House. The uh, But this... Uh, w- Besides the fact that I think this is terrible legislation, the other problem that I have with this uh, amendment, Issue 3, is it's also deceptive. Uh, I've got the same problems with it that I had with uh, the ethics amendment in that it says restoring term limits. And uh, Tim and I had this conversation two years ago, uh, and it doesn't restore term limits. It Uh, it doesn't say that. Well, your your, uh, page... uh, on the internet says that uh, it says that it restores term limits. It was sold as restoring term limits. Everywhere you go, that's all the people who put it on the uh, who gather signatures talk about restoring term limits. Uh, leading uh, uh, people that lead conservative groups in the state uh, thought that it did that and did not know anything about a ten year limit. Uh, I watched a thirty minute YouTube video uh, of you speaking to a group. Uh, and uh, never once did you mention the 10-year limit. Uh, and I think, uh, again, I thought this uh, – I know that the six years in the House is too short. Uh, everyone that had six years and eight years changed them except for Michigan, uh, and we don't want to be like Detroit. Uh, but the but the 10 years is just uh, – uh, th- there's more problems than that, but the 10 years not only decimates the House, it decimates the Senate. And it makes the people's branch the the weakest branch uh, of government. Uh, the go- the voters what the voters really want, and one of the reasons they they jump at term limits, uh, the same reason we would jump at ice cream. Uh, you hear term limits is because they want government reform. Uh, but there is no branch more important to governmental reform than the people's branch. And major reform will never happen as long as we have. Uh, our representatives not there long enough to know what's going on, not there long enough to find where the bodies are buried. Uh, and major reform takes time. First, you have to find out what the problems are. And a lot of times you can't uh, – to get things done, I found that out when I was on the quorum court, uh, is that it takes it takes us one session, two sessions, three sessions to, to build the momentum to get, uh, to get the people – behind something to actually get it, especially when it's major, uh, and to overcome the obstacles, to overcome uh, the bureaucrats, to overcome the lobbyists. And you also can't do that when you have freshmen who who know nothing and are being whispered to uh, in a whisper campaign uh, and have no, no value, have nothing to base their decisions on except what they're being told. Uh, so it's not just what you know. It's that, that you have a third of the House always uh, that come in green and, and don't know who to believe. Well, I, I tell you, I just I can't believe that the president of the United States is limited to eight terms, and he's or to two terms, eight years, and he's supposed to know where the bodies are buried. So, using your language, but the representatives from the House of Representatives um, uh, representing a, a county or two in Arkansas can't do it in ten years. The governor's listen, limited to eight years. The lieutenant governor's limited to eight years. 
the auditor is limited to eight years there's no reason that the legislature now under our amendment would have the longest term of any state official it's it's plenty of time to do it and we think that those the people that uh, you mentioned that that uh, you really don't know what you're doing the first term i didn't see anybody introducing legislation that says that that freshmen can't vote if they don't know what they're doing did I, I, you're certainly not saying that about yourself did did you know what you were doing your first term did i know what i was doing uh did you in your current job do uh, your first year, did you have nearly the idea what you were doing that you have? Now? Let's not equate business with government because it's Why very, not? it's totally different. No, because not, no, yes, have you is. ever served in government? So, but Paul, you, since you're going to give us an expert opinion, have you ever served in government? I have not served in government. Okay, so do you know? Tell me which legislator. Tell me which former legislator. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I've talked to numerous former legislators who have no have who have no desire to run for the legislature again, who are only interested in this state. Okay, can't find one that supports your position. Well, I can. Okay, Phil Wyrick supports our position. Okay, so you got Mark Ribel supports our position. So you got two. Randy Bryant supports our position. You got three. Okay, you got three out of. Out of hundreds. Let me tell you what's more important than legislators supporting our position. The voters of Arkansas have said in two landslide elections that we should have strict limits, not longer limits, strict limits. And those, I mean, in in 2004, 75 out of 75 counties said no to the legislature. I think it's time that we respect their vote and respect their opinion. And one of the biggest problems that we have in Washington today, and we have many, and a lot of them are ideological problems, but one of the biggest problems we have is we have a group of people in Washington that have not accepted the results of a national election two years ago and it's a problem because it, it undermines the whole basis of, of 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 politics in this country and of fair play well we have the same thing going on in arkansas for 25 years the legislature and the lobbyists have not accepted the will of the voters on this issue we've won two landslide elections we deserve to be on the ballot this time and we we just need to listen to voters and respect their opinion that's all i'm asking is let's just respect the voters opinion and if you disagree and i know good people disagree about this if you disagree let's go to the voters explain what it is that what didn't happen in 2014 that was a that that was a steamroller of the voters that was a deception purposely deceiving the voters put pay increases on page what 12 on and put and put a term limit extension that wasn't named in the ballot title on page 16 term limits is arguably the most popular amendment in arkansas history it's won two landslide elections it's time we just at least respected the voters enough to ask their opinion but you talk about everything but what but what the law does and and how it actually works all right can i hold you right there and we'll come back after a break our guest uh, you're going to hear from him in just a moment state senator alan clark and then of course tim jacob is here they're talking about term limits uh tim is for uh, the state senator is against. Uh, the issue comes up before you, the voter, November 6th as issue number three. All right, we're talking about issue three. That is the term limits issue that will be on your ballot come November 6th. And uh, we have the side four, which is Tim Jacob, side against, which is uh, uh, state senator uh, Alan Clark. And we left off with the state senator ready to 
uh, begin a, a new line of inquiry, and we'll turn it over to him. Okay. Well, I want to say again that I support term limits, and I supported the eight years and the six years when we passed them in the 90s, went out and worked for them. It didn't take long uh, actually serving uh, to find out that we had made a mistake in making them that short. And when we compare that to president or governor, we compare apples to oranges. Uh, we talk about people who are working full-time and have, that have huge staffs versus people who don't have staffs or are working part-time uh, that have full-time jobs. The, and if we, when we talk about popular vote, I mean, what we need to talk about is policy. We talk about you know popular vote, then you're saying that Hillary ought to be president. Uh, and so that's, that's hogwash. What we need to talk about is what should we do and what should we, what's the right policy, and then we go out and talk to people and convince them. When I go out and talk to people, they turn exactly from the position where you're at to the, to the exact opposite from where you're at. I didn't have $400,000 uh, of dark money uh, to change people's mind. But, I mean, we should look back at con- the Continental Congress, which first met in 1774 and met through 1779. Uh, which happens to be 16 years, by the way, uh, when they when they passed and signed the Constitution. And had we had six-year term limits, James Madison, the father of the Constitution, uh, would not have uh, – you know, what would we have? Uh, but 35 men served from 1774 to 1789. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Patrick Henry, Alexander Hamilton, and James Madison are some of those. Uh, the Revolutionary War itself lasted eight years. And that you keep saying 10 years, the fact is the vast majority of the legislators would only serve six years. Uh, but, you know, and you come back, you talk about six years. The fact is people want an experienced pilot. They want an experienced doctor. And we, you know, we want new blood. But right now, under under this law, the ever time that that the House meets in an uh, ever odd year when we meet in a new session, the average experience will be two years. You will have one third that have zero years. You will have one third that have two years, and one third that have four years. And it is terrible for setting policy in the state of Arkansas. And and. To be, it's like you know, back in the '80s. I support prayer in schools, but some people that were that I'm allied with and people that I like back in the '80s came up with a, a movement to put prayer back in schools. And Pat Boone was in Washington. I remember listening on the radio, and they had a national prayer law. And to my horror, it was actually a prayer that that they were going to pass a law that everybody had to say this same prayer every day. I said, no, that's the establishment of religion. You can't tell my kids what prayer they have to say and that they have to repeat a prayer every day. And so there's a difference between supporting term limits and supporting this terrible law. And like I said, you don't want to talk about policy and you don't want to talk about law. You want to talk about popularity. Well, lots of things are popular. My opponent was popular until I went out and had the time to campaign against him. But we and to and to change people's minds, and so just throwing and that's why that's why we have you know Madison, the father of the Constitution, you know went back and studied. Okay, you know from from what I have seen, you're not a fan of representative government at, at all. Well, let me uh, show you that right there. California is hamstrung by their. Sp- California's hamstrung by their spendaholic legislature. Thank God for the citizens' initiative process. If you really want representative government, abolish the legislature. Now, I've been told that you said that's taken out of context. I don't know how that's taken out of context, but 
but Madison was very concerned. He went back and, destro- and studied the democracies that had failed, and they failed from direct representation uh, from instead of instead of being a republic. Uh, and so uh, you talk about popularity. We we need to have people who who study things, who take their time, who have cool heads, uh, and. And so that we don't just so we don't rush to judgment because we have a popular term. And let, let me let me respond to what you've said. Uh, you mentioned that your opponent was popular until they had the election. Until until I spent fourteen months campaigning and changing people's minds. And what happened during that election? What was the result of that election? Were you elected? I was. Well, did you honor that vote of the people? Did did you serve or did your opponent serve? And the fact is that you served. And that's all I'm asking. We have a contract. With you, a, no, but, no, no, no. I didn't you, interrupt you, Alan. I didn't interrupt you. Well, you did when I uh, first started, by the way. But, but go ahead. We have a contract with the voters in this state. When we put something on the ballot, we have to listen to what they say. We've had two landslide elections. You've made your case, and if the legislature really believed what you just said, and I, I think you believe it, but if the legislature really believed that, they would have, as a whole, campaigned for that. But they hid it in the 2014 amendment. They hid it. It was deceptive. You've admitted it was deceptive. That's why you were against it. But this is what needs to happen. If you want to make that case to the voters, and I think it's very healthy what we're doing now, we're finally talking about term limits. Voters didn't get that opportunity to hear this in 2014, and it was a tragedy for the state. Because one of the things that we have to do is we have to give the voters a chance. Nowhere at the polls did it say that you're going to extend term limits. Nowhere at the polls did it say that you were going to triple the, the pay of the legislator. And what voters need to know is what they're voting on. And if the legislature has a case to make that they need more money or they need longer terms, make it to the voters and let them decide. Because that's the that's the contract we have with voters in our state. That's what fair representative government is. And t- Are you done? Because that's all you talk about. You you never let me make the point again. You never talk about your amendment. James Madison said it is our reason alone that must be pl- that must be placed in control of the government. Our passions must be controlled by it. And all you do, all you do is appeal to passion. All you do is go back and say, look what they did. You want to pass an amendment that will be in place fifty years from now, a hundred years from now. That is terrible law. That'll never be changed. In fact, that you've written to, to, to where when people figure out that it. Uh, that it is terrible law, that it's almost impossible to change. And, oh, yes, it, well, It's exactly. not possible at all. Uh, well, unless somebody goes, has somebody outside the state with, you know, with a, with a big pocket of deep money that, that wants to play with politics in Arkansas, yes, it, it is almost impossible to change it. And the, or, or want to bring people in to gather signatures from out of state uh, that are paid. Uh, that's never what the citizen uh, uh, ballot initiative was, was meant to be about. So, uh, so again, instead of talking about policy and how it works, all you want to talk, all you want to do is try to inflame people. And, and so, let's come back to this about legislators' salaries, which, by the way, you didn't address. Yeah, one minute is this the salary uh, uh, commission was by the way was the the best I thought was the best thing in there. I fought all of it because I didn't think it was done in the correct way. But 
but most of us uh, did not receive any more money, and I think you know that, did not receive any more money than we did before. I, you're looking at me, you want to look? I mean, are you, not, are you truly not aware of that? That, uh, you know, I drive 20,000 miles plus within my district, and I could go on uh, over all the expenses and was receiving uh, $14,000 plus in expenses, and now I pay all of that out of my pocket, Okay, and pay taxes on that, uh, and so when you net it out, most of us are uh, most of us are no better off than we were before. And and it was a salary commission that decided what the salaries should be. All right, we'll come back after we take a break here on the Dave Ellswick to- uh, show. We're talking issue three. We'll have more information and your calls when we return. All right, gentlemen, I've got some questions that have been sent to me, but before we get to those, Tim, we want to come back to you. Give you last. A statement about what uh, the state senator yeah, has said. Uh, senator said that uh, there wasn't much of a change in pay, and, uh, and that he doesn't like the the term limit that uh, that we're doing now, and it's it maybe is more reasonable the one that the legislature steamrolled through. But the fact of the matter is that if you're going to change the pay of the legislators, you need to ask the voters. If you're going to extend term limits, you've got to ask the voters. That wasn't done in 2014, and it has to be done. There's no reason that the legislature needed to deceive everybody. It's just another reason for term limits if they're going to act like this. Behavior's important. We expect more. We expect more honor out of the legislature. All right. With that said, uh, I'll I'll push this one to the state senator. Uh, You have even admitted that you didn't get behind issue three a few years ago because you didn't like the way it was done. Is that correct? The ethics amendment, correct. Okay. All right. It says, why do you think our legislators felt it was necessary to actively deceive the public in order to get term limits uh, they wanted passed when they knew the overwhelming majority of Arkansans didn't support longer term limits? The, you know, it, it's not going to fit in any 30-second uh, sound bites, but, you know, I wrote a column on it. The having been there, uh, part of the problem, uh, anything that Tim is unhappy with and people are unhappy with, they need to remember happened with a very short term limit legislature. Uh, everybody that was there was under the the short term limits, and uh, 40, uh, 40 something freshmen in the house, and uh, the and there were a few people that engineered this bill. And the and it came up ethics amendment. We had we fought. Uh, we were worn out. Fought on Medicaid. I was a freshman. We fought through uh, Medicaid expansion, uh, which took all the oxygen out of the room. Uh, they brought this up, and it was ethics amendment. And really, the the thing was, it wasn't that the majority of the legislature wanted to put it on the ballot. It was that everybody was told that you vote against you vote against the ethics amendment, and people want it. Uh, you're going to be in trouble, and I don't. And I don't think that that's entirely wrong. I think uh, you listen to some of the reason out there that if if the ethics amendment had been defeated, some of the same people that are angry now would have. And, and you said, "Well, I voted against it because it had this term limit thing." And they're, "Oh, you're just saying that you just didn't want ethics." Uh, sometimes there's there's just a no win proposition, uh, but and that's why you, you come back and just take the right stand and, and go on. But again, when you're dealing with freshmen, it's a lot easier uh, It's a lot easier to run over them uh, than not. Uh, 
And uh, so that's what I saw happen was, again, that there were that it was a few people. No one actually thought it would pass, uh, but it was a handful of legislators that uh, – that wanted on the ballot and wanted to fool people, and the others uh, were afraid to vote against the ethics amendment. We had a similar thing on a Vote American uh, bill that I had to stop personally three times that was really just a big union bill. Uh, but because of the title, uh, no one would stand against it. And uh, uh, those things happen. All right. I think you have to have the courage to stand against a title. It, it, with that reasoning, everybody should have voted for the Affordable Care Act. Uh, we have to stand up. We know how legislation is written, and we know how legislation is named, and that's one of the problems, and, and you're just talking about that problem, but you've got to stand up with the courage. And just It wasn't just a handful of people that voted for this. A vast majority of the House and Senate voted for this unethical ethics amendment. So we, the people of this state deserve better. The voters of this state deserve to know what they're voting on when they go to the polls, and that didn't happen in 2014, and that's why we're here today. But, Dave, but back to my point, all of them served under the six years and eight years. Uh, and so, I mean, and that's the that's the lunacy. It's just like, you know, the socialist. You, you know, you say point to a country where it works. Well, we're just not doing enough of it. And so uh, that's the same thing that we're doing here. Is that you come back and they they will rail about? Well, you know they deceived us. Well, they, if they deceived us, this was mostly freshmen. This was mostly brand new people, and so you want more just like it. Or they'll come back and say, "Well, look at these people that uh, that committed crimes." Well, all of them were under the six year and eight year, and so you want more of that. It seems to me that my position makes a lot more sense that you need a few people there that are more experienced, that have the ability to stand up and to lead others and say, hey, you know, we don't have to go along with this stuff. We can stand. And uh, and, it, and then, of course, you get to the more important thing that long term reform, long term, long term reform uh, only comes uh, with uh, experienced people and with some things uh, and with time to figure out what needs to be done and to get it done. All right. We've got Travis with us. Travis, thanks for waiting so long. You're up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Sure. A comment and then uh, maybe a question. <clears throat> the comment is, I uh, haven't received any dark money. I'm a volunteer that has been involved in this effort since uh, 2014. I actively opposed Issue 3, and I've been involved in collecting uh, volunteer signatures in 2016 2018. I've talked to probably four to 5,000 Arkansans from all over the state. And it, while there are some who uh, think erroneously that uh, elections are term limits, and basically over 80% of the people want the term limits that have existed from 92 until 2014, and uh, many of them, half of those, want one term. And to me it's real simple. The people of the state want these term limits that have been in existence for a long time and the the elected officials and the lobbyists do not want them and seemingly will do anything to uh to get uh get longer term limits and i guess i just my question is to drill down a little bit on the senators vote or not vote on this issue i think only seven senators and representatives voted against the ethics reform amendment. Some of them didn't vote, but the vast majority voted against it. But I, heard, I, heard, I, I thought I heard the senator say it was because of the title and the concern that if you voted against ethics reform, you'd be beat up by your electorate. But that sort of testifies that the thing was deceptive from the start. 
so why didn't enough people have enough courage to change? To do, why did you put this out the way you did? All right, Travis, I'll let you listen in. And, uh, you know, State Senator uh, Clark. Again, the uh, what I have said before is if you pass this, then you get more of the same. Uh, you have you get more of the legislature just like that one. I mean, what what have you changed? Because those people, for the most part, are gone. Uh, you've got uh, uh, forty five people elected in two thousand ten. You've got twelve returning. Uh, uh, forty one elected in two thousand twelve. You've got twenty returning. Which, by the way, is another argument. Uh, you've got a, a a solution in search of a problem, uh, and so. Again, you don't like what you you don't like what happens when you have all new people, and then your answer is to have all new people. Uh, that's that's incorrect. No, it, it it is. You may not like the when it's laid out logically, but it is exactly correct. It's not correct at all. It, it is correct. Now, this is what I want. I'd like the voters to be respected in this state, and that did not happen, and it needs to happen. If you're going to call yourself a representative of the people, you need to represent their views. And that's the most important thing for any representative. It's not the – we don't expect you all to be experts. We really don't. And, and I have more respect for legislators than a lot of people that I've talked to out there across the state. I've known them. I know they work hard. They take time away from their family. But nobody, but nobody respects what happened in 2014. And the voters of this state deserve much better than that. And we need to give them a chance to vote on this issue. It's important that the voters get to make this choice. And that's what I I really dislike. And I I just can't sit still for voters being steamrolled by an unethical ethics amendment and a ballot title that doesn't even explain it. Well, but that's not completely true, because immediately after the election, I had a compromise amendment, which I introduced, and you can go back and read, uh, because, again, I didn't think it was right, and and so I came back immediately, and I called Bob Porto, uh, and he said, we're not interested in anything. Check with him and uh, uh, put me on a polygraph if, if my word's not good enough. Uh, but but I was the one that came, and I went to oh, – and it didn't do me any good to try to work with the legislature if I, if I couldn't get you guys to move. So, Wait, so, you never contacted me. I didn't, I didn't you know never, you. Okay. I, I, Bob was the one I knew. Okay. okay. So Bob's the one I called. Well, just don't okay. – And Bob, Bob said he talked to you. I yeah. Mean, well, I'm just telling – he came back to me two or three days later and said – we're not interested. But, but uh, no, I, he's but, never said that. But, but, but I'm just telling that. that's who, and you can check me out. That's who I am. I tried to come back with something uh, that uh, that was a compromise that would that would make sense for everyone. I would and, be glad to work with you any time that we are going to present a honest ballot title to voters. So if you want to work on something like that, then we're going to talk to the voters honestly, and we're going to put on the ballot exactly what this amendment's going to do. I'd be glad to work with you. And I and I have been uh, talking to the legislature uh, and working with the legislature, and I think it's important uh, uh, when this fails, uh, I think it's important that we come back, because I, I, I told them then, and I tried to work with you guys then uh, that we come back because uh, I don't blame the voters for being angry. Uh, they but, should I, but, be. but it's the wrong reason to pass an amendment. It's a wrong reason to change the Constitution forever and to do it wrong. All right, coming back to the phones, let's get Tom in. Tom, you're up on the Dave Ellswick show. 
Oh, hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, I wanted to, uh, first, I, I, I wanted to say that I, uh, like Travis, worked on this campaign. I also talked to many, many thousands of folks who have signed this petition, some of them who didn't. Uh, and I wanted to touch on just a couple of things. First of all, uh, Senator Clark said early on in this discussion that people don't really want term limits. What they're asking, and I'm paraphrasing, what they're asking for is government reform. Senator, this is completely false. These folks want term limits. They don't want career politicians. They believe you guys need to be changed out frequently. Who do you think, and after I get off, you can answer this question, who do you think should decide how long you guys get to stay there, the voters or the legislators? Right now, we have term limits by legislators for legislators. And I'd like to comment on one more thing before you answer those, which simply is you just said a few minutes ago, if I heard you correctly, that if term limits passes, talking about the dishonesty of the 2014 amendment, you said if term limits passes, we're going to get more of the same. Are you saying that if term limits passes, we're just going to get more dishonest politicians who are going to lie to the voters? So I'll just sit here and listen. But uh, the uh, main thing I want to point out is, for a fact, these people are not asking for government reform. I can tell you, they brushed us aside to get to those petition sheets when we told them that we're trying to uh, end the era of career politicians. That's what the voters want. They want term limits. They've said so twice in overwhelming numbers in statewide elections, landslides. In 2004, 75 out of 75 counties said no to the politicians. So, Senator, they're not asking for government reform. They're asking for a form of the legislature. They don't want career politicians, and they think you guys need to be changed out. All right, so, Tom, I'm, I'm going to jump okay. in and because um, nope. you're starting to repeat yourself. I'm going to stop you there. To let you, you want you, was part of yes, that you want to I, answer. I want to ask. I want to ask Tom what a career politician is. What's the definition of a career politician? Mm-hmm. Any answers to that, Tim? What is a career is politician? A, yeah, Somebody is, that that is in politics for a career, I would imagine. Okay, okay, because that's the question we keep. Everybody keeps saying we want to do with, away with career politicians, and I have found that a third to a half of the people that really support this think that it term limits Congress uh, because there are no career politicians in Arkansas. Uh, the you. Right now in the House, uh, the longest that anybody is, uh, is has served is eight years, uh, and uh, going on ten years this next time. Uh, the those are you can't be a career politician in Arkansas. Uh, you can spend sixteen years in the House now under the unethical ethics amendment. And you can spend up to twenty two years in the Senate under the unethical ethics amendment. To spend twenty two years in the Senate, you, you know the moon would have to be full. And the if Jason uh, Rapert gets one more two year term, he does it. Uh, well, I'm just saying the fact that one person out of 135 served 22 years. That's just one uh, example. Uh, well, well, but you can't come up with other examples because it's just it's stretching it. Uh, but because there's just there's no lifetime politicians here, and people are thinking that that it's that it's limiting Congress, and you know that they're thinking that it's limiting Congress. Uh, well, you should know it. Uh, but and you should tell them no. And, and a lot of people who asked the petitioners uh, were told that it limited Congress. I, I, I I'm not going right. <laughs> to take a break. That's ridiculous. When we come back, I got uh, 
Robbie first, and then uh, Devin has a question, and I have a question that was written in. We'll try to get to all of it when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. Talking about issue three, term limits, it's on your ballot November 6th. I hope by the time we finish up today, you'll have uh, some of your questions answered. Tim Jacobs with us, and, of course, State Senator Alan Clark. Robbie's been waiting in Maumelle. Robbie, you're up, and how are you today? I'm wonderful. Hey, uh, I'm for limited government, and I'm for freedom, so therefore I have to be against the term limits. Uh, the gentleman just said that Jason Rayford will be serving 20 years if he gets elected again. Well, the reason he is is because the people of his area have hired him. And what you're doing is if you pass term limits, what you're saying is you're saying to people, well, we don't care how good your employee is. We don't care how bad you want him to stay there with you. We think he's worked there long enough, so therefore we're going to pass a law that says you can't hire someone to work for you. That is cruel, cold-blooded, it's anti-freedom, it's anti-what America stands for. We have a right to hire who we want or don't want. And if you don't like who the people in the area or the business is hired, you go somewhere else. Or you show that you're a better employee and you go do it. We have term limits already. It's called the ballot box. And you go vote, and if you don't like the people who've been voted in, well, it's not that person's fault, it's the voters' fault because they're the ones who've chosen them. The people who say we got to get the bums out of office, well, when you get those bums out of office, the bums that put those bums in will just put other bums in. So you're not fixing the problem by doing term limits. And it's anti-freedom, and people don't have a right to tell me who I can and cannot hire. That is wrong. It's anti-freedom. Have a good day. All right, Robert. Thank you for your call. We're down to just about five minutes left, yes? Somebody was saying, go ahead. Tim. Well, I just residency requirements uh, uh, restrict billions of people from the ballot. So we have we have limits on a lot of things. Term limits just limits one person away. But what term limits really does, it's not a limitation on voters. It's a limitation on politicians. And that's the most important thing. I think it's healthy. I think it's reasonable. But the biggest reason that we need term limits in this state is because the voters have not whispered it or said it they've roared it in our state before we need to listen to them we have a system of government that voters have the final say and the voters of this state have said yes to term limits in two separate occasions and what we'll have come november is we're going to have a choice we're going to have a choice of a of a term limit amendment that's issue three that is close to restoring exactly what the people did with three minor changes. And those minor changes is we, the first change is that we are going to have to grandfather some candidates in because they're going to be on the ballot at the same time uh, others are going to be on the ballot uh, or this amendment is going to be on the ballot. And we don't want to void the voters vote. So we're going to have to do that because of the fraud perpetrated in 2014. The second thing is we never had a overall legislative limit before, but we do – we'll compromise and have a limit. It's going to be 10 years. It's longer than the president of the United States, longer than the governor, lieutenant governor, and all the constitutional officers in this state. It's plenty of time to get things done. And the third thing is – the third change in the original term limits is that we are tired of fighting the people that are supposed to be representing us. We're tired of fighting them on this issue. If they want to change it, do it the way – citizens change it go and get your ballot title approved by the attorney general and get voters to approve it we're going to have a choice in this election between two things of uh 
term limit amendment, strict real term limits, or a term limit amendment that is now what we're under that has been sponsored by a convicted felon. That's what we have in our state now, and that's the law that we're we're abiding by right now. We need to change that. Vote for issue three. All right. Two minutes left, and we'll turn it over to State Senator Clark. Dave, we have the fifth strongest term limits in the country. The Unfortunately, people, uh, including Tim, uh, when you're not there working on it and seeing uh, how long things take and how big some of the reform – you know, I was in my third year when the when the the eight Stanley kids in Garland County were taken and uh, wrongly taken from their parents uh, and kept for a hundred days. And I was behind the scenes screaming. It took sixty days, uh, and I had to hold the DHS budget uh, to get them to talk to me. It turned out that the law said they had to talk to me, and uh, it took twenty one months to uh, of investigation. Uh, and after, with them circling the wagons uh, to uh, and being told that an email existed that was hidden uh, that showed that we knew we were in the wrong from uh, from the first day. One minute left. And the last session um, in my fifth year, we got some significant legislation passed, but we only scratched the surface. Uh, we will uh, we'll get some more significant things done this time, but. Uh, it won't be nearly enough. Uh, we're taking children that shouldn't be taken. Grandparents are losing their uh, their grandkids forever. Uh, Where uh, people are are losing their their kids on a, a on a judge's whim. Uh, there couldn't be any more cruel and unusual punishment than losing your kids. I mean, we're violating about uh, four of our amendments, and this is just one of the big issues uh, that need to be dealt with that can't be dealt with. Uh, by by freshmen and, and short-term people. Uh, we need to vote no and come back with something that really makes sense. All right. That'll wrap up our time this hour. I want to thank both of our guests for coming in. The Dave Ellswick Show. Con- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com